How's it going? Uh, welcome to the podcast. Um, this is Sebastian Tabash. This is Alex Chen. I'm Isabella. Um, and we're just going to have a little chat today about um, just something I think is really relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, and what are, we, what are you talking about, Cheney? Uh, I think today we're discussing the pharmaceutical use, the pharmaceutical yeah. product and how, you know, what it really is, how does it impact the economy, what's the philosophical reasoning, you know, in combination with what we learn in class, like hedonism, Yeah. you know, what is the right approach of hedonism in our life, yeah. and how, like, is pharmaceutical drugs, like, potentially a harm to it or a benefit of it? Yeah. But do you know what hedonism is? I, I don't. Could you explain? Do you know what hedonism is? Um, somewhat. Hedonism basically means like you just um, do whatever makes you feel the happiest. Mm. Like what what brings you the most pleasure, and you just go into it. I see. Nonstop, every day, every minute. Like your life is built around pursuing this like happiness. Yeah. So it, and I guess that's kind of gets addictive, right? Mm-hmm. So um, that's really interesting, and I think that has a huge like role in like if you look at the modern consumption of drugs. But then again, I think this comes in the context of, you know, an environment where people are working really hard, you know, nine to five. Mm -hmm. A majority of people have jobs and like can't even support themselves. So, you know, I think like, it's also important to recognize that, you know, sometimes like this, you, you know, you always talk about this, like, mental stress. We're in this mm-hmm. mental stress era, right? Yeah. And this kind of, like, coincides with, like, heavy industrialization and, like, a very, like, like mm-hmm. economic-driven society. Yeah. I think, like, that mental stress really starts bleeding into, um, you know, like, relying on stuff to, to, to like, address that. Mm-hmm. And uh, that can get problematic the ways that, like, you know, people tell us how to, like, you know, address that. You know? mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, Tobaj, I know you're an expert on this, mm-hmm. so I have you on the show. According to like also what you mentioned, it's just like in this modern pressure, in this fast-paced life society, you know, I feel like when we're back in primitive societies, we could just chase whatever makes us the happiest, right? Yeah. If eating this food is going to make us feel good, we're just going to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you also said like in this high-pressure society, will we be able... To, to really pursue like whatever makes us feel the best and sometimes it could be addictive yeah. or does is it is it like maybe the country or like the the society and the government norm is guiding us toward a path that's like maybe you shouldn't do what makes you feel the happiest because that will harm the national economy yeah so they were like okay what if you you know they, they ban rules and stuff and some of the stuff like for example the pharmaceutical part and they put ban on this, maybe it's trying to guide us into this new direction. Yeah. That's like, hey, maybe try not getting addictive in all this uh, stuff that's gonna make you happy instead yeah. of doing like something, take some pain every day. And they planted this mindset inside us to yeah. promote the economy. That's maybe like not natural. I definitely hear that. And I think like there's like an argument to that for sure um, that I would probably agree with that like, like, like human beings are like animals, right? Like. Mm-hmm it's crazy that as a species we have come to like become so organized and like political and like Mm -hmm. you know like that's like is that natural for an animal species you Mm -hmm. know like like okay it's happened so what i still think that like our modern like political climate like you were mentioning the government like has more interest in pursuing things that have economic incentives than like 
the well-being of the people, you know? Like, it's crazy that a country like the U.S., that's, like, the richest in the world, has, like, 10% of its people living in poverty, you know? Like, you'd think yeah. that... You'd think that we could do more to address that. I think it's also really interesting to consider what um, induces the state to, like, in a way, the government does really promote and has always promoted um, a lifestyle that they know isn't conducive for us, um, but they do it anyways because it serves their interests. So that would be like the introduction. Um, like, well, after the Industrial Revolution, they commodified sugar, caffeine, nicotine, things like that. All of which are, I guess, what you could consider more productive stimulants. Like, we would get addicted to it for energy, all of this, and that's not good. And then it has, like, really harsh impacts on the body. But because they increased productivity in workers, the government was okay with it. And in a way, like they knew mm -hmm. that it was worsening us as individuals, but it didn't matter. Yeah, I think that that was definitely a huge part of it. And basically like, I guess what, if we combine what we've said, it's like having the stuff that makes you happy and these drugs um, and stuff, what we might classify as normal today, that was all very, um, very foreign to the people uh, before us. Yeah. And then now we have it. We have actually still have the tendency of chasing, chasing the happiness. <laughs> I completely um, agree. So, would would you say that hedonism is like? What's your take on hedonism? Maybe we could look at it from the angle of. Um, Hedonism, like my take on it is uh, because I'm actually the opposed side of it because I look at hedonism as um, if you have something, say a stimulus, something that makes you happy every day, you get tired of it. Yeah. And your brain doesn't actually feel happy toward this thing if you yeah, keep doing it. That's true. And I feel like you need to have something in contrast of what makes you like really happy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like you, you kind of need to go through some pain. So in relativity, um, something that makes you happy makes you feel so much better. Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's like you can't really have the good without the bad because there'd be nothing to compare it to. Mm -hmm. yeah. Everything would be less meaningful mm -hmm. in that way. But like a cheat code to it would be what we're saying, like the drugs. Yeah. Because something like some drug could make you, you know, change your perception on happiness and stuff. Yeah. And I think it, it would be, it would be interesting to talk about maybe. Um, you know, how, like, why does government ban certain drugs? And how does maybe these drugs we sh we shift our perspective in life? Yeah. You know, maybe we should talk about marijuana, uh, mushroom, mm -hmm. and maybe other, like, normal pharmaceutical stuff, you know. Uh, Even, like, caffeine and stuff. Caffeine and, and like, stuff. Uh, Isabella was yeah. saying. Isabella was saying it boosts national productivity, yeah. but... You know what's I mean, interesting, though? It stifles creativity. So the government, in a way, think about like mass media, there's Hollywood, all of that, right? Before the 1950s, when um, I guess universal literacy became a thing, there was a greater, I guess, lack of emphasis on like meaningless art and stuff like that. And I guess culture in general, but now like there's so much mass culture and things like that, mm -hmm. that it kind of numbs the mind because it's all the same. Like think about what you watch on TV. It's not really super meaningful. And sometimes Whoa. like, Whoa. um, there's like different, you'll get, you'll feel emotions through it. Right. So yeah. like if they display like a Mar Marvel movie or something like that, 
that has like protests, you'll feel like you've gone and done that been spontaneous for the day because you get that from the screen. Whoa. And so then you actually feel, um, or I guess one feels less of a need to go and actually protest or think about anything that's happening. So in that sense, TV is also kind of like a drug. Like it yeah. just dulls the senses. Yeah. Um, and well, I completely agree. Yeah. Like yeah. you see those videos. I mean, like just not even seeing videos, but even like hearing on the news, you like hear of someone dying. Mm-hmm. You know, like like two people dead in a sh- in a shooting, and like that doesn't really like shake you anymore or me. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. like to yeah. be honest, like yeah. you see that all the time, and like two people, like it's you feel so distant from that. You yeah. know, yeah. and I think like that, like kind of like breeds a culture of de- like a desensitized culture, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. like yeah. where, where we just feel like very apart from other people's problems. It's a super complacent culture too, because if like we're constantly seeing like, oh, like more gun violence and stuff like that, there's less of an urgency that we feel to go and like actually be like, oh, well that'll change because it like, it just keeps on going on. So mm-hmm. desensitizes us wow. and then in that sense, we become even more controlled by like the, I guess, organizations above us um, because they're able to medicate us through like, caffeine, sugar, nicotine, things like that. Um, by like things like TV, like you're bi- so tired by the end of the weekday that all you want to do is just sit back and watch TV or do something relaxing mm-hmm. that like doesn't require you think because of how many how much energy you've expended during the work day that gets yeah. boosted by like all of these different stimulants. That's crazy. Yeah. And so. maybe sometimes like now we are just having that visual effect or that hearing like effect that that doesn't even bother us anymore. That doesn't make us happier. So mm-hmm. that, that that's where we're looking at some external stuff, you know, to take in. Mm-hmm. That's going to change your perception of your mind. You're looking for like even a more internal type of happiness and, and stimulant now yeah. because we're so desensitized to the, everything around yeah. you. And to bring that back oh, to shit. what we were saying, like the government likes to provide like things that are beneficial to them. You know, mm-hmm. like caffeine, um, Isabel was mentioning, was like seen as a stimulant that would increase like productivity for the nine to five worker. Um, and like, I guess on the contrary as well, marijuana, is something that sees it makes people like more lazy and in in the sense that we're speaking like it, it seems counterproductive to what the government wants however in this stressful environment you know like maybe that's like now we're seeing it being legalized more and more for the medical benefits that it provides you know helping mm-hmm. people just like with their mental health um even with like physical stress that's very true oh my know? days yeah that's and, very um, true without that pressure if that stimulant or yeah, that yeah, yeah. sort of drug as opposed to a drug that such as caffeine is not really you know like or wouldn't be something that they would want to legalize that's know? that's very interesting because you're basically saying like as the society changes you know back then the need as a little bit mentioned before is to boost productivity but then back then they also didn't have this much desensitization going on and they were also more you know, easier with like other just normal stuff. Yeah. And now the society changes. We have higher mental pressure, yeah. higher work life. We're desensitized. Definitely. And now you can see a rise of population usage of certain drugs 
because the society has morphed this way. Yeah. And instead of wanting that, you know, fast, and we need to slow down sometimes. Yeah. That's, 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 a, that's a really point. interesting point. Yeah. What do you think about mushrooms, though? So that's really interesting. And, you know, there's more, like, Lucid. I've been reading more Lucid. and more yeah, articles Lucid. about um, medical mushrooms, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and it's also an example of, you know, the we can talk about the opioid pandemic yeah, and how, you know, we're trying to create these artificial drugs mm-hmm. to try and like essentially solve these artificial problems that we're creating with like stressful work life, you know, like, yeah. um, you know, in Spanish culture, they have siestas like, you know, like at 1 PM to 2 PM, like yeah, for yeah. the longest history of time, like Spanish, like people came home from work, from school, chill. And then they went back. Wow. And then very recently, they had they, they took that away and then immediately you saw a rise in like mental like il- like illnesses yeah, or like, yeah, yeah. you know like that de- like a, a sharp decline in, in well-being and uh, that's really interesting so like that that will like go in that relates to the opioid, opioid pandemic and it's the same thing that happens here in the US like we, we we're not really familiar with that concept of a siesta but we're under like the same pressures of like you know work work and stuff mm-hmm. and so um, we're, we're dealing with these artificial problems with artificial solutions, you know, like these pills that have more side effects than like benefits Whoa. instead of really like, you know, like That's using like, like, you know, stuff that comes from the earth, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, ashwagandha is a root that I'm taking and it's known to like, um, decrease stress, yep. you know, weed is the same thing. And yep. I've heard the same thing for mushrooms. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's really interesting when you, when you look at that perspective, you know, and, and sort of remove the, the sort of politicized content, the mm-hmm. context of drugs and like really just look at what's happening, you know, and like, where should we go if we're really concerned about like how people are doing. That's super interesting. Also, you mentioned that, you know, you're creating artificial solutions to artificial problems. Like if we're going back to our roots and then we just doing whatever that makes us feel happy and that's, that's, that's the actual liberation. Yeah. But then now we are basically living in this environment of, of man-made prison and stuff. That's why we kind of, there's reliance on, on stronger yeah. hedonistic products. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that was a great point. And those opioids are addicting, yeah. bro. Like, you know, people Definitely. get addicted to that all the time. And it's like, mm-hmm. it, it can be fatal. Yeah. One and, of and, the... and marijuana, like, is, is not fatal. Exactly. You know, yeah. it, could, it could never kill you. It's just, that's just not a thing that, that happens. Yeah. One of the things I, I, I would like talk about is like, you know, because I was brought up in the environment of the Chinese government. Yeah. They're very strict on drugs. And that was mainly because um, you know, overseas, they had like China was forcing the trading with England, and then they would trade tea with with opium. Mm-hmm. So China had an insane amount of opium. Yeah, and that opium, you know, just like when we say caffeine is good for productivity, opium is on the other spectrum of literally lowering productivity by a ton. Wait, if you think about it, though, there's a way that the British could control the Chinese. Yeah, because um, I, so they, I'm studying that right now actually yeah. in one of my classes. And that was how it was very much presented. Um, yeah. That it, I think even, I don't know, like it was weird because the British introduced it more into Chinese culture and, and I guess a way to control them because if everyone was just basically smoking opium all day, all exactly. day they wouldn't be able to do anything like with the British. Like they mm-hmm. could, the British could just go and run through it. And then that's exactly why. So like, that's how a drug can, can really influence the 
um, the operation of a whole nation. Yeah. You know, see, that, that's a real life example of like what happened when you have different drugs and how does it impact society. So if we take it back, take back like when we said, you know, society versus no society, this is also a drug, like the, the type of usage could also influence, you know, the government and the way that whole, whole, whole nation r- works. And, and so that's why they were, they're so anti-drug the, now? Yeah, the, because back then, um, they actually did this massive thing where they like cleaned out all the all the opiums. Mm. Then they threw it into the ocean and burned it. That was a very wow. significant historical event. Yeah. And then that's why, like after you know when after China stopped using it, you know you see the national productivity continuously goes up wow. all the way to now. Wow. So <clears throat> definitely like the whole usage of that and with the society definitely yeah. matters a lot. Yeah. Very interesting. And I think it's really interesting, you know, like we're talking about pharmaceutical industries and you know, artificial versus natural remedies. Steroids. Like, <laughs> so interesting how, um, you know, big pharma puts so much money into blocking these, like, into, into like, like, like postponing this legalization mm-hmm. of marijuana. And um, same thing with mushrooms. And, um, wow. I, I know there's I've, I've read of other drugs that like are, are coming up but I'm not too sure about the, uh, about them it'd probably decrease their sales so much yeah or like all the different prescription like less people would probably be taking things like Prozac or antidepressants yeah. stuff yeah. like that yeah yeah and you know like a bunch of like I, I know Xanax is a popular substance like in middle-aged like women mm-hmm. and like that's very interesting going back to the hedonism yeah, yeah, thing, yeah you know like i feel like it's interesting to see how certain drugs are used like as remedies and certain drugs are used hedonistically mm-hmm. you know and i think that is like a tough line to mandate you mm-hmm. know like how do you exactly how do you organize those two mm-hmm, you know like mm-hmm. as a governing entity mm-hmm um, like how how do you make sure that it's only for one and not the second? And like, if you can't, like, is it worth it? And like, that's a very interesting yeah. approach, actually. Yeah. How like because, especially with, with marijuana, like the 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 line between hedonistic and and, and basically medical uses is so hard to define. Mm-hmm. And that that might cause a problem in the later society. How do you think? So if if, if marijuana is legalized, how do you think it will impact the society though? How would it transform this nation? Ooh, I think that's a legalizing it would actually make us more creative as a population. Would you say entertainment industry like that would have a rise? I think it'd Stuff be like more that. independent and like less um less like you're just staring at it, kind of like devoid of any purpose or thought or like mm-hmm, create mm-hmm. anything unique. Our mind would be like a bit more liberating, maybe. I yeah. th- I think it might be great for public health, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like to get off chronic these pain. opioids, you know, for chronic pain, yep. for like stress. You know, like, I feel like stress is a huge one, you know, stress Insane. leads to so many like physical and mental, like anxiety, that's anxiety, a huge one. you know, all these things. Like, I think it would, it would lead to like a much more mentally stable population. I think it'd Definitely. be interesting at the same time to like stop drinking any form of caffeine for a while because it amplifies stress and anxiety mm-hmm. to see like, because I always feel my best when I'm not really drinking any coffee. Like mm-hmm. I feel yep. so much more yep. relaxed. But like when I do drink coffee, like I get jittery. Like when Moose I remember, swings, I remember, swings. yeah. Like when I first started drinking coffee, um, 
it was like I guess I don't know like four years ago like I would like start shaking and like yeah, get yeah. really really anxious at first but then like over time that went away mm-hmm. um yeah so yeah. like a drug basically yeah kind of Super, but I think yeah. the yeah, yeah, I think the really interesting thing with caffeine is like inherently tied to sleep. Yeah, and I think mm-hmm. sleep is a is a big thing we're not talking about too. And Whoa. I think in this culture, you know, we don't get enough sleep, and there's yep. no there's no efforts from like the CDC from any of these like health departments like talking about sleep. You know, like mm-hmm. the the power of sleep, and I think like getting like ten hours a yep. night is actually has massive health benefits, exactly. you know, and, and, and it actually like can lead to like a lot prevention of a lot of diseases and, you exactly. know, like, losing sleep, sleep is recovery, right? Mm-hmm. Like you the whole day you're working, you're under a lot of stress. Sleep is your time to recover. Yep. If you don't get adequate sleep, like over five years, 10 years, pe- most people don't get adequate sleep their whole lifetimes. Like yep. a lot of people, you know, like yeah. they don't sleep, like a lot of people just sleep five hours a day mm-hmm. that takes a toll on you you yeah. know and that 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 cuts off years you know and it's actually like you know i feel like in this society though especially you know u.s culture uh having less sleep is actually encouraged yeah it's like you like you know your mom and dad like would not tell you like why are you sleeping, sleeping so you're long? not grinding you're you not know? grinding yeah you're not getting you're, you're you're not approaching to your best potential yeah and that sleep deprivation might be the cause to a lot of issues actually yeah. and the funny you say this because like in my family genes, we, we like all sleep a lot. Yeah. Me, my mom, my brother, we were all like 10 hours sleeping every yeah. single day. And then literally for us, it's so hard to, to not sleep enough. And then, but we were like interpreting, you know, we still have other people telling us like, hey, just probably sleep less. 10 hours, that's, I don't know, that might be too long. Like yeah. you sleep like six hours and you Whoa. see on the TV and like through five, you wake up at 5 a.m. Yeah. That's the motivation. but. People are different, like individuals are different. Yeah. And and it's crazy that a lot of people couldn't even get adequate sleep in yeah. their lives. Yeah. And I think caffeine plays into that, you know. Interesting, my rugby coach in high school was also my psychology teacher. Mm-hmm. And you know, we were looking at like, he, he was talking about, we were talk, covering a unit on caffeine. Yeah. And um, he was talking about the optimal time to take caffeine. And uh, he was talking about there's a natural dip in the day at one o'clock, around mm-hmm. one o'clock, two o'clock. Yeah. In energy. Yeah. And so the caffeine is the best to take then because you feel revived. But then again, what does caffeine actually do? Caffeine doesn't really wake you up. Caffeine no. just blocks the receptors that are telling your brain that you're tired. You're still tired. Your so your tired. body is still not recovered and exactly. it's telling you that you need rest. Mm-hmm. But what are you doing? You're taking caffeine and you're just like artificially ignoring that essentially with yeah. an exogenous substance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so like just this like massive caffeine consumption as Isabella was mentioning like again bleeds into the sleep and once you have bad sleep you get these mental stresses you take prescriptions like these are artificial solutions artificial problems and it's just this cycle where like everyone's like trying to like feel better but like no one knows how to yeah I feel like it's also a question of um quality versus quantity because at the beginning like all of this, like, the productivity at, like, I guess a more mid-level versus optimal, but a lot of it was something that was needed to build up any nation. But then it's been, I guess, just difficult to get out of that because of how addictive it is, but beneficial to have, like, that much productivity 
long haul but at the same time like i always feel my most productive whenever i've slept enough like whenever i have like a nice time during the day yeah. to like my to i guess for myself but like that's just not doable here but mm -hmm. like when that was when i was my happiest i did the most work like i actually that was when i became fluent in another language like wow. here it's like so much more difficult to retain like any of that because of the fact that i feel sleep, sleep deprived yeah like wow. i wake up so many times in the middle of the night mm -hmm. yeah i agree yeah i think that was a that was a good discussion that was great to wrap it um yeah i think that's a discussion of just how daily external hedonistic product and how does that impact like our approach on 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 maybe happiness and like basically how government could potentially use these drugs to control us and yeah. shift our, our behavior so yeah thank you for listening thank you to um sebastian Thanks and isabella me. yeah mm -hmm. no until next time